This is the Main Money Show with Craig Dixon from the Investment Executives. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Craig Dixon provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Craig Dixon on The Main Money Show. Good morning, Maine. Welcome to The Main Money Show. My name's Craig Dixon from Investment Executives, and we're here today with the wonderfully talented Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? I am so good. Craig, it it just I can't describe it. The feeling I have because I'm on the radio with you. It's well, fun. It's, well, it's funny you said feeling because today's show actually is aptly titled Feelings and Finances. So I'm glad you went in that direction. Oh, Thank you. Two very of my much. favorite things. Good good segue Fe- there. Feelings and money. I like it. That was quite a segue. But no, I've been great. I had a great week. Uh just I will tell you this though. As I get old, I don't know if it's older or just so busy. I've been so busy yeah. running around, kids, projects, work. When I'm that busy, time just flies. I mean flies. Like, mm. whoa, you know, Tom- already a week. Then a month has went by, and it seems <laughs> like a blur. How about you? Does that happen to you? It's almost like you have a career <laughs> and a life. <laughs> almost as if, right? Yeah. Yeah, when you have a life, time flies by. So mine's going rather slowly because, like you've always said, I needed to get a life. So, but crickets? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> that wasn't funny at all. You are you reading something while I'm trying to crack no, jokes? Or no, what? I was trying to think of a comeback for that one. I <laughs> just I have nothing. It's just you're right. Yeah. You were tr- you were trying to remember to laugh. Yeah, that's what I was trying. <laughs> trying to remember to laugh. I like that one. The cue. Uh, that should be the title of, uh, that'll be the title of your book, your autobiography. Try to remember <laughs> to laugh. That's the actually Craig pretty Dixon awesome. autobiography. Oh, crap. That would, that's actually a great title. Try to remember to laugh. I yeah. love that. Are you writing well, it down? <laughs> hey, what are we talking about on today's show? Anything we really fun today? Well, Usually I learn something new from you every week. Usually. Yeah, almost oh. all the time. Yeah. No, we really are. T- that's why I was, I was being serious. We really are talking about feelings and finances, and you kind of were segueing into it nicely without even knowing, I guess. So good job. Congratulations. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Perfect yeah. segue, talking yeah. about feelings. And you know how I feel about you. So <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't say it on the radio. Feelings. <laughs> don't yeah. say it on the radio, though. I know you're. Oh, I just, I love you, Craig. You know that. I can say that on the radio. (laughs) That's fine. Thanks, buddy. You're a good friend. So, uh, and a fun co and a fun host uh, to to my co-host. Thanks. Yeah. So what are we, we're talking about feelings and finances. Uh, I'm, how are you feeling today? Good. I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel great. I'm excited about the show and just want to make sure, let everybody out there know that they can, uh, at any time during the show or after the show or whatever, they can call us at our toll-free number, 855-625-3736, or they can always visit our website, uh, theinvestmentexecutives.com. Either way, uh, they can definitely get a hold of us. And as always, Tony, we do offer that complimentary consultation, no cost, no obligation, and it's a great way to... Um, 
kind of interview us and see if we'd be a good financial fit for you. And we also, you know, interview you as well to make sure that we can work well together. So it's a, it's a two-way street and it's a nice way to get to know each other. So I'm wide awake and ready to go. I am too. What, what's Let's going go. on? What, what What's going on with this topic? Well, Tony Shore, when it comes to you and your money, um, a lot of the topics we cover are, are, are fact-driven and we discuss retirement vehicles. We talk about market performance and secure money versus at-risk money. You know, we talk about the red, yellow, green money, all of that stuff, just to name a few. But for this segment today, what we're going to do is we're going to change things up a bit and, and discuss feelings about finances. And we'll tackle this by talking about financial well-being and ways to help you or your family or your business achieve that. Right. That is really, really good. And now I get what you're talking about. But what do you say when you say financial well-being? Is that just means you have a does that just mean I have a lot of money or what? Well, a lot of times people confuse um, having wealth and having financial security. But, you know, I'll, let me explain how they're different. You could you could measure the wealth of your coworkers, friends and family reviewing like the accumulation of money or positions that they have and comparing it with your own. But financial well-being is actually different than that. And being financially secure is being confident that you have enough resources to cover your financial needs. And it's unique to everybody. And we always talk about that, Tony. But let's, you know, let's take a moment, break that down a bit further and examine characteristics of someone who is financially stable. For one, they have control over their daily, monthly, and even annual expenses. They know what's going on. They probably or typically have a budget that they refer to and they refer to it frequently and a lot of their financial life is planned out and allocated to different expenses even before the expenses might come up so they have things proportioned in certain areas there are even some people that use the envelope system i'm not sure if you're familiar with that oh yeah definitely yeah it's a pretty good way to to keep things in control and keep to, things to in work up a spending plan is to use that envelope system yeah yeah yeah, it's really great. I mean, obviously, you're not earning interest on that money, but still, it's a good way to keep people in check and and keep um, your spending in check so that you're not, you know, overspending on one particular thing over the other. But they're, <clears throat> what they're basically able to do is meet and overcome a financial shock that may land in their lap by having those those envelopes or that emergency fund or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously, you know, you hate to use the B word budget, but it is good to have a, <laughs> let's call it spending plan. And I think that uh, people need to uh, remove their uh, emotions from it, but that can be hard. Now you mentioned mm. financial shock. What do you mean by that? What would an example of a financial shock be? Yeah. So a financial shock could, um, you know, be a drop in the market or unforeseen medical emergency, something like that. That's, that's just going to cost you money in some capacity or lose you money or something that is not necessarily planned for. And people who are secure in their financial well-being don't let unexpected situations throw their finances obviously completely off track. And another characteristic is that they are typically on track to meet their financial goals. So, you know, maybe they're saving for a down payment on a house or they're squirreling away for a retirement, but They've planned their work and, you know, now they're working their plan. And we've all, all heard that saying before, that old adage, you know. Um, but finally, 
Those with financial well-being often possess a certain amount of financial freedom that allows them to make decisions to help them enjoy their desired uh, quality of life, whether that's taking a family vacation or, you know, maybe splurging on a new boat. People with financial well-being, they have control over their finances and their finances don't have control over them. That's the big factor. I think the people that have the finances controlling them are the people that are more stressed. And, um, you know, to go into the feelings thing, stress is definitely a feeling and it can weigh heavy on you and it can also be detrimental to your financial accomplishments down the road. So, and your you, health. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. But then ultimately your health that leads to more expenses, right? So right. The, the people that have things in check, they can make choices to spend their money how they want to, you know, not always how they have to. And that's, that, that would be a big difference. Well, yeah. I mean, making choices because you want something, that's a lot better than because you have to do something. Mm. So is there a trick to getting to that level of financial well-being? Obviously, working with you is the first step. Yeah. Even though there are some common characteristics, um, right here at Investment Executives, we realize that this isn't a one size fits all model in order to get the, to a place of financial well-being for any one particular person, you might have to think about what you envision for your life, um, you know, current and future and how you want to live and the choices that you need to make now in order to land there in the future and accomplish those future goals and that future lifestyle that you envision and, you know, sailing off into the sunset, so to speak. But for some people, it's an it's natural to measure their financial well-being but if you don't fall into that category it might be useful to get into the habit of what we call um taking your financial emotional temperature wow okay uh so when's a good time to do that to take that emotional temperature i would say a good time is maybe when you need to be reminded to do it um you know when you're visiting your financial services professional which you should try to do yearly at least, or maybe it's during tax season. That's a good time. Something that, that prompts, you know, kind of like every year you, uh, what, when you set in your clock, you leap forward or you fall back. So if you can kind of have something in your mind that works similar to that, so either your financial review or your tax filing, something like that. And, and either way, it's a, it's good to find a time to stop and reflect once, like I said, every year or so and analyze how you feel about your financial situation, sit back, think about it, contemplate it. What direction do you want to go? Rewrite goals, that sort of stuff. And if you need help starting the exercise, ask yourself questions like, you know, over the last few months, um, how often did I feel joy, peace, satisfaction, or pride as it relates to my financial situation? And you and I both know, Tony, there are times in our lives where we feel, hey, things are really good. I'm I'm flush. You know, I got... I get things where they need to be. Everything's paid off or paid down. I'm easily making my monthly payments. Um, So you need to look at that when you're feeling good about it. And how many times in the last few months have I felt negative emotions like stress, anger, or helplessness in regard to my finances? If you could figure those two out and kind of keep a tally on those, that'll tell you a lot about, you know, how you're feeling about your finances. And maybe if you're feeling a lot of the negative stuff, there's something going on there that you need to um, remedy and get moving over to the more positive stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I can see that. And those are uh, important questions to ask yourself, you know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. how many times have I felt negative emotions and 
in regard mm-hmm. to my finances. And we all, I mean, finances are a ca- a big cause of stress. They're they're the oh, primary yeah. cause of stress in relationships. I've heard. Yeah, I think I and I don't know if the stat is. Don't quote me on this because I have no reference for it. But I believe it's one of the higher or one of the. Um, Oh, what do you say? One of the most problematic situations or what causes problems in marriages and ultimately causes divorces. Uh, finances is one of the biggest factors, if not the biggest factor. So it is one of those things. And, you know, kind of like what you said, once you have the answer to those types of questions, you're one step closer to finding that financial well-being and one step closer to having um, not have to, not having to worry about that in your relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I I can see that. And yep. now uh, we're almost out of time for this first segment of the show. We should probably take a quick break here, Craig. Yep. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we do that? Yeah, I w- I'd like to say, you know, preparing for retirement, it's an important part of your financial process and what most people are moving toward, or hopefully they are moving toward. Um, but if you visit my website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or call my office, like I said before, at the beginning of the show, 855-625-3736. We'll sit down with you one-on-one, complimentary, uh, no cost, no obligation, consultation. And we'll get you a um, color of money risk analysis. We can look at your Social Security benefits. We can get you headed on the right path and get you feeling good about what you're doing and moving in the right direction. Right. I think that's great. Now, what's that phone number and web address again for our listeners so they can set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with you? Yeah. Uh, phone number is 855-625-3736 or 855-MAKES-SENSE, and that's sense with an S. Or you can go to the website, theinvestmentexecutives.com. All right, theinvestmentexecutives.com. And well, there, make sure you check out this radio show page. You can subscribe to the show's a uh, as a podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. You can listen to this show right there on the page or past shows. Uh, it's a great opportunity there and a lot of fun, a lot of different topics and information given. So listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more about feelings and finance with the king of feelings and finance, Craig Dixon, right after this. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At the Investments Executives, We have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit us at theinvestmentexecutives.com to learn more. Welcome back to The Main Money Show. My name is Craig Dixon from Investment Executives. If at any point during the show you want to learn more, you can reference our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com, or give us a buzz on the phone, 855-625-3736. But before the break, Tony and I were talking about feelings and finances and how to get in a good position where you're you're feeling good about your finances more often than you're feeling badly. So um, today we've been discussing the connection between those feelings and finance and how to pursue that sense of financial well-being. All right. Well, it's been a great discussion so far. Uh, and There's a lot to absorb here. And as a reminder to our audience, again, go to the website, investmentexecutives.com, uh, especially if there's something you didn't catch, you can listen to the show there or subscribe as a podcast. Now, where do you think all these negative feelings about finances comes from for most people, Craig? 
Uh, well, I, I think that at the core of a lot of people's unhappiness when it comes to their finances is, is uh, issues with keeping up with the Joneses. And consider how often you compare yourself to others, or more importantly, think about who you're comparing yourself to. We look at our neighbors, we look at our friends, we look at our family, coworkers. How often are those comparisons negative? And it's commonly said that comparison is a thief of joy. And I think that applies to finances too. And and you and I in the past, only we've talked about the millionaire next door. And I think if people can remember that or reference that, oftentimes the person that's your neighbor that looks the least flashy is the guy that's the happiest, that has um, a good amount of money saved up for his retirement. He's not worried about keeping up with the Joneses. And there are people like that that do that. You know, um, They're driving an old truck. They're driving an old car or, or relatively old. They have a modest house modest lifestyle. Those are the people you want to um, <laughs> compare yourself to, I guess. You know, keep up with those people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of people try to keep up with the Joneses. And, yeah. and you know what? I don't want people trying to steal my joy. Yeah, no doubt. And I think maybe maybe that statement should be changed. Keep up with the Joneses. It should be keep up with the Benjamins, right? We're all, trying, we're all right. trying to keep up yeah. with the money that we yeah. think somebody else has, but we haven't confirmed that they have that type of money. You know, a lot of these people are leveraged to the hill. Um, they take out a lot of loans. They get a lot of debt. So, you know, it's something to think about. But another point yeah. to consider is who you look up to regarding your finances. You know, is there someone that you admire for how they balance their work and life or how they manage their stress? Something you may want to consider when it comes to achieving financial well-being is to choose a role model um, that shares the values you would like to mold your life around and, and who makes wise financial choices. Who's that uh, you know person out there that you really appreciate what they're doing and how they're doing it? And making the, the conscious decision to think through your financial life and what a comfortable financial well-being means to you can be overwhelming. So choosing... To work with a trusted financial services professional can help you in creating financial plans that will work for your unique situation. You alone, not your neighbor. Right. And what else does a financial services professional, somebody like yourself, consider uh, when looking at financial well-being? Well, uh, you know, when it comes to having financial well-being, what we want to do is we also want to um, spend some time talking about why this is important. And as far as life stresses go. Finances are very often at the top of the list while stress is a normal part of life and um, not completely avoidable. We all have stress. I mean, it, it actually is a good thing. Helps keep us in check. Helps keep us moving away, hopefully, from the negative things. Um, it can have ramifications if it reaches unhealthy or prolonged levels, obviously. So you want to get it in check as quickly as possible. It's like a, like a servo mechanism. You know, it keeps steering you to uh, the middle of the road, if you will. And hopefully you can stay in the middle of the road rather than being too high or too low. And But um, anyway, earlier in, in the episode, we talked about that financial well-being has the ability to make decisions that allow you to enjoy life more. So, of course, it makes sense that being secure in your finances, that can contribute to your overall emotional well-being, too. It just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think that's great. And uh, you know, I bet that feeling insecure with finances has the opposite effect uh, of that, right? Yeah, on, 
On the flip side, we probably all have real life examples of times when our finances were not um, <clears throat> on the right track and it impacted our overall sense of well-being. But when we don't have a sense of overall emotional well-being, sometimes we can make choices that are derived from fear or anxiety and, and that can take a negative toll on every element of our life. So another consideration is our relationships with family and friends. And a lot of people would probably agree that these relationships are more important than their finances. But I think at, at, at one point or another, we've all let our finances affect our closest relationships. And it's just the opposite of what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that is the yeah. opposite. And, and, you know, obviously you don't want to feel insecure about finances. You want to face it head on and deal with it, and then you'll feel so much better. And, mm. But I'm sure it's true for most of us. Finances cause division, even if it's simply trying to pick up the check for a dinner among friends can cause problems, right? Oh, yeah. And for individuals with like a, a, a strong sense of financial well-being, it might be easier to feel at peace and, and like uh, fully appreciate the relationships in life that you have. And when we feel secure and stable emotionally, we generally make wiser, more calculated um, financial decisions. It just makes everything a lot easier for us. And emotional distress obviously causes a lot of poor financial decisions. And this is often why we joke about people buying fancy sports cars during midlife crisis. And I often joke, um, I have an old 99 Toyota Tacoma that I bought off um, a, a client of mine. And that's my midlife crisis vehicle. So it wasn't expensive, 1999 Toyota Tacoma. It was uh, reliving my 20s when, when I loved my, loved that car. And some people do make those decisions, but you can make those midlife crisis decisions, still feel good about it, and be financially responsible about it, which is what I felt like I did. But oftentimes when their emotions, they're, they're not in check and they're looking for something to really make them feel good, that midlife crisis event or that thing that they purchase ends up being impulsive, so these might negatively affect their financial future in the long run. Right. And that ties in with emotional investing, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's true. And in fact, uh, in our next segment, what we're going to do, Tony, is we're going to look at uh, some ways to avoid making emotional investments using an April 2019 article from thebalance.com. And the title of that one is How to Avoid Making Emotional Investments. How apropos. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. And apropos, you said we're going to dive into an examination of emotional decision making regarding finances. And you mentioned something from thebalance.com. I think the article was how to avoid making emotional investments or emotional investment mistakes. So what are some of these ways the article recommends? Well, there's basically four things that the article mentions that I wanted to talk about today. So um, <clears throat> the first one that caught my attention was put your investment plan in writing. And you and I have talked about that, Tony, many times. And I think one of the things that I talked about was the difference between a dream and a goal. A dream is something you think about and you want to happen and you hope will happen someday. And a goal is something that you write down and you have a specific date, time, and process for it. So there's a big difference from putting your investment plan in writing and just dreaming about the golden years. So having a plan written ahead of time, it can give you a, a touchstone to calm your emotions during a downturn in the market. Um, so you can weather the storm, weather the storm, so to speak, or when the market is exceedingly volatile, 
You can still say in your ship that's sailing towards retirement, weather the storm, ride the waves, and get through it. And this plan should also include um, what you should do and what you shouldn't do when the markets are impacting your emotions. And I think if you can make your investment decisions based solely on what you have written down in your investment plan rather than your emotions, you'll stay the course and you'll get through those hard times that make you say, ah, why, you know, why is the market tanking? Why am I, you know, why am I so stressed? And if you know that you've written it down beforehand, you're going to be okay. Just stick to that written plan. Yeah. A written plan. That's something you provide uh, that a lot of people, most people don't have that for their retirement. And they may be working with a so-called financial professional, but uh, do they have a plan in writing that encompasses everything from social security to IRAs to uh, how much health care is going to cost that incorporates mm. inflation? Uh, or do they just have an investment account? You know what right. I mean? I mean, you need all of it. You need the investment account. You need the growth. But you also need where is that reliable, steady income going to be that you know will be there each month going to come from? And that you can right. help clarify and help them with all that, right? Oh, yeah. And it's not... Like sometimes you hear about a, a whole financial plan that's in a big three ring binder that sits on your shelf and gathers a lot of dust. That's that's not what we do here. Um, we come up with really simple, straightforward, attainable goals that you can get to. Um, we're looking mostly at an income goal for people. If we can fulfill that income goal, then that is awesome. Once we've filled that income goal and we've guaranteed their income through things like Social Security, um, a steady income th income stream through like an equity index annuity or something like that. And they're paying those uh, bills every month and we get the mailbox money that I always talk about. Then that's great. We solidify the baseline. Then we can go on and look at other investments that are maybe not as solid and not as conservative. Um, once you have the baseline, you can live through retirement and not worry about running out of money. That's where we want to get to. So that's what we're talking about for written plans and written goals and things like that. Um, but I guess, you know, the plan or strategy will likely be impacted by the next suggestion from the article, know some market history. And it, it obviously can be useful to know the markets. Um, they often cycle between bear and bull markets, usually seems to be like a, a decade thing every 10 years or so. So wh what you're experiencing in any given moment is just one measure in a long score of music, right? A high note versus oh, wow. a low note. Oh, wow. Look at that seems, analogy. Seems I like that. There you go. But keeping in mind that it's just one part of the system might help you ride out the minor notes of a downturn. And keeping in mind that all the ups and downs, if you look back at a chart and you look at the great ups and downs of the stock market, you'll notice over time they become less and less of an impact because you can see the, the, the duration of the investment weathers those storms and gets through and it's getting you to the new peak of whatever that uh, market is doing. So because you're aware of market history, because you're aware of people's previous mistakes and what they've done wrong, um, you hopefully won't repeat that poor history and you can take advantage of the next tip. Don't check your portfolio too often. I didn't say never, just don't check it too often. You can't live and die with every movement in the market and we're not day traders. So checking every day can drive you a little crazy, increase that anxiety, again, give you um, ill feelings, if you will, and you have a long-term horizon that you are looking to get to. If you're 30s, obviously you have, what, 35 years left. If you're 40, you got 25. So there's a lot of time to deal with here, and what you want to do is focus on the end goal and don't check your portfolio 
every hour or even every day, even every day or even every week. As we can see, you know, in 2018, we had a horrible uh, December that really thing brought things low. And then everybody looked at their uh, quarterly statement in January and like, oh, I got hit really hard. But then guess what? It came back up. And just recently, it started to take another downtick. So we went uh, January, February, March, April, most of May with a good market. And had you worried about it in December, well, or or moved your money out, you wouldn't have seen the the uptick again that we saw in the market the last four months. Right. Uh, this is really important and a great topic. And I'm glad we covered this today, but we're almost out of time. As usual, it just flew by. And our time is up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us, Craig, before we go? Yeah, I just want to remind people, um, you know, please give us a call. Please reach out to us. Um, we're going to set you on a path that's going to create more secure feelings, less anxiety, and create those little goals for you that are attainable. Not one big financial three-ring binder plan that you never reference again. We'll give you real goals that you can reach. Uh, we sit down with you. We talk with you. We don't do just one appointment and then done. Typically, we do a three-appointment three strategy, but we're more than happy to sit down with you, earn your business, make sure we're right for each other, and go from there. Um, if you have any questions, give us a call, 855-625-3736. Or like Tony said, visit our website, theinvestmentexecutives.com or themainmoneyshow.com. All right, sounds good. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Main Money Show with our host, Craig Dixon. Thank you for listening to The Main Money Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Craig Dixon at The Investment Executives. Call 855-MAKE-SENSE or visit their website at theinvestmentexecutives.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.